Hi everyone, welcome to our 200th episode of HubShots. In this episode, we talk about HubSpot marketing, sales and service and how it has changed in the last four years. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot focused podcast where we discuss HubSpot's tips, tricks and strategies for growing your sales, marketing and service results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Founder. With me is Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Happy anniversary, Craig. Well, 200 episodes. Who thought we'd make it? And who thought we'd be separated like this, Craig? I know. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun. And, you know, when we're looking back, preparing for the show, it's our first episode we recorded was in October 2015. You and I, we'd just returned from inbound 2015 and you had said, let's do a podcast. This was all your idea and I'm forever thankful for how you prompted me to do that and pushed me to do it. And it's been a lot of fun. And so I think this episode, we're going to look back on some of the milestones that HubSpot has released over the last four years, because so much has changed. Also, we'll look at marketing, what has and hasn't changed. It's interesting what has and what hasn't in the time. So yeah, a lot of fun ahead in this episode. That's right. This will be slightly different to our usual, but I guess one thing we should tell people, we actually had a pretty amazing guest lined up, but because of the predicament we're in at this minute, we will still be having that guest on on the show just in probably another 10 or 15 episodes time. So be on the lookout for that. And Craig, as Bill Gates has been quoted saying, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. That's right. Well, let's bring that 10 years down to four years and let's see what HubSpot has achieved in four years. And I'll bet you'll, most of our listeners will underestimate what they've achieved or they'll think, oh, it's taken much longer. And so with that in mind also, what are they going to achieve in the next four years? It's just going to be amazing. And by the way, when I, I told the, uh, the Zen team, I was saying, oh, you know, we're preparing for episode 200 this week. And Kylie, she said, all the good shows crack 200 episodes. And she, she reminded us, we're in good company with the Big Bang Theory. They Look, made it I to love that show. <laughs> Friends, they made it to 236. Yes. And The Office in the US made it to 201. Now, not that we're a TV show, of course, but we'll just take the credit. And thank you, Kylie, for pointing that out and um, encouraging us like that. And, That's you know, we right. should do a few shout outs. There's been tons of people that um, have really encouraged and helped us out yes. along the way, haven't there? There has. And so let's start with one of the first people we probably had interaction with at HubSpot, and that's Mads Nielsen and Varun. There's a bunch of HubSpot people that have really supported us right from the start. And that's right. Ryan Benici, I think he's over at G2. Nick Zenny, of course, yep. still uh, looking Nifty after Nick. us. Nifty Nick. And Brent. Brent has taken off in HubSpot world and gone to Boston. So Brent, well done on you. And then we got Lucy, Lucy Seed. Yeah, and also Bertie Campo. I think That's she's right. over at Shopify these days. But, That's right. Uh, yeah, she was a great supporter. You know, I wanted to mention Chris Mottram, our producer. Yes. He's been with us right from the start. You he found has. him. Yeah. And Chris started his journey with us because I tested a few people to edit this podcast. And he was the one that got what we were about, showed interest, and has been a real supporter of us. So thank you, Chris, so much for supporting us over these last four years. And, you know, I just hope that there is another four years of continuing to do this. Yes. Thank you, Chris. And Chris is a bit of a superstar these days. He's working with uh, a lot of the really big names in the podcasting world and he still sticks with us. So we appreciate that, Chris. And for anyone else that's looking for an excellent producer, Chris Mottram, uh, highly recommended from us. 
Correct. Now, we've also met lots of great people by doing this podcast, haven't we, Craig? And so we just want to name a few of those people. Firstly, Justin Ting. Go the extra, Justin. Thanks for your support. And Adam Downer. We actually met up with him at Boston one time, wasn't it? We so, did, yes. Adam and Louisa, thanks for being supporters. Charles McKay, of course, Danny Melbourne. Hey, Charles. And then Moby. Moby, thanks for contacting us and uh, and now being one of our friends. And same with you, Dan. We met you at, at Inbound, and that was great. And Chris. Chris over in the UK, Electric Mode. That's thanks, right. Chris, for your support as well. And George B. Thomas from the Hubcast. Now, we met each other a few times, and so it's great to see that he's still rocking on. And the Hubcast, really. So, George, when he was co-host on the Hubcast, they were kind of inspiration for us. We used to take a lot of our lead from George. So, thanks for being such a great influence on us. And then from HubSpot as well. We've got Luke Summerfield, and uh, we'll go more into Luke a little bit later. But also, thank you to Brian Halligan, who was our special guest on episode 100. And to Damesh Shah. So I think without Brian and Damesh, A, we wouldn't be here and B, we would not be using such a great product like it is today. That's right. And I want to thank my team, Tara, Roslyn, Edward, Marie and Kylie, um, because they, they do a lot of the work behind the scenes, especially Marie these days, getting it all live and getting it out there on social. We just, we just have a chat and record. We do the easy party. <laughs> they do all the hard work behind the scenes. So thank you to both our teams. We have appreciated you guys doing the journey with us. And thank you, Craig. Thank you, Ian. Now, listeners, we would usually have a growth thought of the week and we're going to call it the what has happened to HubSpot thought of the week and how it's grown. So when, Craig, you went to Inbound First in 2014 and that's when essentially HubSpot was a marketing SaaS company. So they had a marketing product. Yeah, that's right. I, I went for three years, I think 2014, 2015. I, I can't remember it was before or after 2016. But I remember in 2014 in the keynote, this is when the keynotes were Brian and Damesh did the keynotes and it was product focus way yes. back. And they were a lot smaller then. But I remember Brian giving the keynote and talking about the new CRM, the sales yep. features. And then he said, and he, he revealed it really well. And he said, and I can tell you, HubSpot is now a CRM company. And there was like this hush that fell over the audience before they all broke into applause and cheering. And it was quite a change because I'd just seen it as a marketing company, marketing software company. And then it was like sales. What are they getting into that? I guess that could be useful. How little I knew at that time. But that was 2014. I mean, that's more than four years ago, six years ago. But it's really shown how effectively HubSpot has pivoted or, or not pivoted, actually expanded. And there's been some other announcements that have come from then onwards, hasn't there? That's right. So that was a really pivotal point. And I think that stemmed out of HubSpot realizing getting marketing right, but then having nowhere where people will consistently put their leads and had a process of following them up. And I think there was a staggering statistic at the time. It was like 70, 80% of businesses did not use a CRM to manage their data. So that's where I think that stemmed from. So what happened in 2017, Craig? Well, then they had their conversations a feature came out and then the year after they released Service Hub and then over the last few years they've been ramping up the integration capabilities. We're going to be chatting about that a little bit later. And then if you queue to today, HubSpot has changed from being a marketing software company to a platform company. And I think it's been fascinating just to see that evolution. They've expanded into other areas and we've included an image of their obligatory flywheel uh, so that you can see it. And then, of course, now we have the CMS hub. 
Okay. which is uh, a positioning change, but also some additional features, which is really extended. So we've got this whole marketing suite, sales suite, service suite, underpinned by a very strong and uh, sophisticated uh, web application suite as well. So it's exciting time. And with that, it's like, well, what's next? I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next four years. And Craig, what is the HubSpot marketing feature of the week? All right. So moving on, I thought it was useful to let's reflect back on where CMS Hub has come from because it, it's been actually around for a long time. If you think of it was called the COS or the Content Optimization yes. System or whatever they called it uh, when I, I first started. And they've got a post on how useful the new CS Hub is, CMS Hub. And we chatted about smart content last week, but I actually wanted to chat this week about some of their enterprise features to highlight just how far it's come. So I'm actually going to talk about serverless functions, which if you're a marketer, you can probably go to sleep when you hear this. But if you're a developer, you're like, oh, wow, this is exciting news. And really what's happened, to cut to the chase, HubSpot has moved from, oh, this is a marketing tool with landing pages and and a few uh, website abilities to not only for marketers, but it's also for developers and IT managers. So they're really broadening who their user is for these tools and when you look at serverless functions which i'll just give you an example what that is in case you don't know what it is actually i'll give you an example if you think of the hubdb table you set up a little table in hubspot i think most people are aware of hubdb now you can use hubble to pull data out of a hubdb table but you can't actually use it to push data back in you manually go in and update the table or you can import from a spreadsheet so that's where functions come in. And what serverless functions are, they're JavaScript functions. You can write them and put them in HubSpot and then you can interact with all your APIs. And not only the HubSpot APIs like the HubDB API, but even a contact API or external systems, third-party systems that you might want to integrate with as well. So this is all sitting within the server in functions. So it's not like you have to actually configure this from the front end. But this is a whole suite and it's almost an infrastructure piece there underlying it. And why am I mentioning this? Well, it's not really of interest to marketers who would be our main audience, but it demonstrates just the sophistication that HubSpot has grown into. And if you, you compare that back to four or five years ago, when it was just the cars whipping up a landing page in a kind of a clunky way, I have to say, it's improved a lot lately with drag and drop and templates and now themes as well but what a change that is to come from i'm going to call it from simple limited to simple sophisticated i think you've summed it up really well craig we're only at the start of this journey with cms hub and just like all the other products like sales service you will see this evolve and you'll see things get better better integration better access and just so much of good usability there. So I think something to look out for in the years ahead. All right. Now I'm going to talk about our HubSpot sales feature of the week, Craig. And when we started, there were no sales tools. That's right. And do you remember Sidekick? I did. I was one, I was one of those first users of Sidekick. And I remember talking to somebody in Boston, I think, actually sold me Sidekick. I, had, I signed up for it and then had a conversation with somebody, but I was like, wow, that was a long time ago. It was and it wasn't because 2014, it does seem so like a long time ago, but if you compare that to how it's grown and now HubSpot Sales Enterprise, I mean, think about what are some of your favorite features in HubSpot Sales Enterprise or Sales Pro these days, Ian? Look, I love the fact that there's automation. So 
the lead rotation. I love that feature and the lead balancing. I love the ability to do quotes, get signatures, use products. It's just, I think that's just even changed how we give people estimates in our business or quotes because it is easy to do now. You can have that all set up. You can quickly send it. You can track it. You can do stuff. Another feature I love is documents, templates, and snippets. They are really good to save time. And I think as the sales tools have grown up, they have become really good ways to help people save time and get great results. I think that's right. I'd add to that. You can get payments straight from quotes these days. Payment integration, deal workflows that you mentioned, automation, playbooks, customizing layouts. It feels like this is a sophisticated tool and it's just happening so fast. And so I I know we're kind of going on, we're we're really drinking the Kool-Aid this week, aren't we? But it is just amazing to see how much it has improved over the years. So thank you to everyone who has helped build these products. It has made the lives, our lives and the lives of our customers so much better for it. So thank you. Now, Craig, what's the HubSpot Extra of the week? Well, let's hark back to what we were chatting about earlier in HubSpot is a platform yes, and connectivity and integration. Hasn't that changed remarkably over the last Massive. couple of years? And so we're not just talking about, oh, well, you can integrate with Zapier. But if you look at their revamped app marketplace, acquisition of PySync, and in fact, there's been a whole bunch of acquisitions. That's there? right. So one of the ones that kind of excited me in 2017 was the acquisition of Motion AI and Kemvi. And so that was to do with artificial intelligence. And they bought those businesses back in 2017. And lest we can forget the very early days of bots. And we had GrowthBot. And it's still actually in my Slack, <laughs> GrowthBot. And I think that was made by Damesh. That was his little project and I remember it delivering, uh, it would ask me if I wanted the cartoon of the week. And I say, of course. And every Friday I'd get a little chuckle to myself as we saw the latest cartoons to do with marketing and sales. And also one thing it did was it had the ability to query some parts of HubSpot. So you could ask it questions and it would tell you, give you the answers. You know what? I remember the little anecdote related to Damesh because when we'd come back from that in, inbound, I think we were both at that inbound and they yes. announced chatbot. Uh, or growth bot and we did a show after we might, we should find it i can't remember but i remember it on the show saying i just don't get this chat bot thing i don't think it's going to take off what am i missing and damesh very generously came on and left us a comment and explained how chatbots were going to grow and all of that and look it's, it's been proven right in the whole conversations piece you know they're they early on and so that's what we look to these people for and of course now people would look back and go oh, well of course it's just a part of everyday website but Back then, you've got to remember, this is just a few short years ago. It was new or they were terrible. They had a terrible experience. And now it's just part of the web fabric that we use every day. And what else did we have, Craig? We had uh, HubSpot invest in Terminus. And this is an ABM tool, so account-based marketing tool back in 2017 as well. Yeah, I don't know really how that's gone, actually. I think that integration kind of died off. But the point of mentioning it is they were investing in ABM tools back then. And still, there's a lot of corporates that are only just waking up to the whole ABM approach these days. That's right. And, of course, we've talked about this probably 10 episodes ago about HubSpot rolling out their ABM functionality throughout uh, their hubs. So, yep, early on as well. So, yeah, quite interesting just to see how how focused they've been on in pulling in these technologies, AI, ABM, growth bots, and making them part of 
what just started as a marketing software company. Oh, and I think we should add, Craig, when we started, there was no ads integrations. And now that is such a key aspect of our conversations and our daily usage of the tool is the ads integrations. In an inboundy way, Ian. That's right, Craig, in an inboundy way. And just think how much of Facebook advertising we do, Google ad advertising, LinkedIn, and just getting that data in and being able to show people what or where people have originated from and all the interaction, that is phenomenal. And I think never forget how good it is until you go somewhere else and you realize you don't have that. All right, Craig. So now this is a really, so we're going to call this the HubSpot skills of the week. And we are going to talk about HubSpot Academy, how that has changed over the last four years. Now, when we started doing certifications, there were around 10 courses, I think, in uh, the Academy. Now there are actually hundreds of courses and there are at least 16 certifications and what they call 29 awards that you can have. And it has grown, it's morphed, it, they've got more people that are contributing, even industry leaders doing some of that training, which we get access to. So it is one of those hidden gems within the platform that people have access to. And I, when I talk to people, I, they say, oh, how do I know all of this stuff? You know what? Where did we learn all of our stuff, Craig? It was in HubSpot Academy. And I actually tell a lot of people, you can know as much as I do, just do the HubSpot Academy training, get certified, use the tool, and you will be streets ahead of anybody else. So I think there are some really big things. And, you know, like we've seen the way it's been organized and, and even the way people have changed the way they learn. So they've got lessons in there. So you can really see how they're trying to make it more adaptable to how people are learning today. So I was, for example, today I had a call with a customer and I said, really, you should be using the ABM features. And, I, and they said, oh, we've got to get our head around this. And I said, oh, look, here's the training. I just searched up on the academy and I said, look, here it is. It's 20, 19 minutes of videos, how to get started with ABM. And I just said, look, do that, get everybody on your team to do that and then take the next step. But just such a wealth and richness of resource within the platform. I totally agree. And you know, when they talk about the hubs, sales hub, marketing hub, um, service hub, and now CMS hub, sure, there's those four hubs, but there's almost like a learning hub, which is a key, well, what's the word? Pillar. It's kind of a, a foundational element. And it really is a differentiator, I think, in the market. And not only that, the way it's kept up to date is what amazes me. I don't know who is looking after it or how they manage it. But whenever there's a new feature and you go into the academy or the knowledge base, it's always up to date. You never find out of date stuff. I just don't know how they do it. It's incredible. I agree. So, I I mean, I I do thank you. And I'll tell you how good it is, is that when my wife started working with us, one of the things I did was get her to do the training. And she is a chartered accountant, right? So can you imagine chartered accountant trying to do HubSpot training? It didn't go very well. But you know what? She learned a few things. And what is really interesting as she's re-entered the workforce now and she's doing other training, she keeps coming back and telling me how good HubSpot training was because she has not experienced anything like it anywhere else. So there you go. Yeah. And look, if you told me it was an expensive access to the HubSpot Academy, it was a high price ticket of entry, I'd be like, yeah, well, it's worth it. It's free. That's what I can't believe. And you know what? One thing we did forget, and I just thought about this, which is not in our show notes, is 
HubSpot support. You know what? I cannot speak more highly of HubSpot support and how it's gone from strength to strength over the years as we as they've opened more offices, as the teams have grown. You know what? Honestly, from people who are looking at HubSpot to you and me who use it almost on a daily basis to get answers back, I want to say thank you to those guys. Thank you to the people that lead those teams. Thank you to those who help us every day and help customers every day achieve what they need to achieve. You do it and you are always doing it really well. So thank you. All right, Craig, on to our marketing tip of the week. All right, we're actually going to move away from HubSpot a bit and broader into the marketing in general, just again to kind of see how marketing has changed, the whole ecosystem. I'll just stop at this point and say, and and by the way, uh, listeners, this is where we're going to stop talking about how awesome HubSpot is. I know you're probably thinking, what are these guys getting paid? But I would just say the reason we keep doing the show is because every week it seems like we find something that we're excited about and it keeps us motivated. So that's why we've got to show 200 and the time has flown by. But yeah, our marketing tip of the week, this was an excellent post from Conversion XL. Amanda Evans looked at how AI has totally changed the way campaign advertising campaigns are structured. Now, I don't know if we'll go into too much detail about the article itself, but the summary is we've gone from a very structured, uh, specific way of ordering and organizing advertising campaigns to now it's almost like just chuck everything in one camp. It's not this bad, but group it all together and let AI work it out. And in some ways, you set the outcome that you want for the campaign and AI and machine learning works out how to best implement it over the course of a couple of weeks. I thought this was an excellent insight into just how significantly marketing has changed. We're going to look later at the Google algorithm history, but you would have noticed the same, I'm sure, Ian, just in terms of the whole way that we approach advertising campaigns for clients now. Absolutely, Craig. And I think if I am thinking back, and we probably see, saw a massive change two years ago with this I always laugh because my wife keeps telling me, she goes, why do you have to keep learning and doing things? I feel, I feel, I felt like I was restarting all over again two years ago when it came to paid advertising from Google and Facebook. So, you know what? I think this is, uh, this is the, the line in the sand, so to speak, and how things have changed and how they continue to change. It's still evolving. So, it is. Yeah. And the, the other thing, or I guess the most obvious thing I'll mention uh, that listeners would, of course, be thinking about is the switch to mobile. So if you think of when we're, what we were advertising four years ago, it was probably desktop, probably wasn't app-based. Uh, it was probably uh, static images with a bit of text where it's now very mobile-focused, it's video, uh, it's interactive, and it's targeted by the actual platforms themselves. In some ways, we don't know who's actually been targeted. The platforms do it for us. Now, Craig, we're going to have our insight of the week, and this is something that you've been talking to with your customers, and you've actually demonstrated really well. So listeners, if you get a chance, and Craig, make sure we share this on the socials about what is marketing, Craig? Yeah. So I'm just going to remind, I thought this was appropriate to do at episode 200, because I'm sure we probably did this at episode one, and I don't know where I first learned this. Maybe it was HubSpot training, maybe it was... I don't know, but it, it, it's not new. But it's simply when we explain to clients what marketing is, if they're not really familiar with the term, we say marketing is the right message to the right people in the right place, in the right format, at the right time. 
So I'm sure many of the listeners have heard this before. Uh, it's a pretty common way of, or it's a marketing 101. And we've got a little diagram that we share because really, and if you think about the first two, the right message to the right people, that's often very strategic. That's where the strategy piece comes in. And then when you think about the right place in the right format in the right time, that's often a lot more tactical. I mean, the right place, that's the channels it's going to be in. The right format might be, oh, is it video or a story or text or an image? And the right time is around scheduling, whether it's emails or whatever. And so I think it's a good reminder. And if you just chat with people, When you're talking about marketing or starting up a new campaign or thinking about a new product or what you're going to market with, if you just put it in that framework, it makes things a lot more more easy to follow and it gets you out of the traps because people will quite often go, oh, should we be doing it on Instagram? And we're like, well, hang on, that's maybe the... um, the, the right place part of the equation. Let's make sure we've got the other, the right message and the right people uh, worked out first. So just a reminder for people, how about we do this at episode 400 as well? <laughs> Remind them again. Often we uh, try to overcomplicate or we, we get too bogged down in the details. This is the high level view. All right, Craig, onto our HubSpot throwback. I was trying to say the HubShot throwback of the week. I switched it out on us. Yeah. I know, I saw that. And this, we, we're going to talk about episode 001 of HubShots. And in this episode, we spoke about growth-driven design. And it was actually a key initiative of Luke Summerfield. And we mentioned Luke at the start of this show. And this is why, because we spoke about this in episode 001. And Luke is still there and he, and he actually hit us up this week, didn't he, Craig? He did. I was looking back at episode one and, you know, there was a comment from Luke Summerfield. So, Correct. right from our very first episode, he was uh, there giving us uh, encouragement and a comment. And, yeah, four years, well, more than four and a half years later, he's now kind of leading the whole HubSpot CMS go-to-market piece and hasn't it grown significantly? And as you said, yeah, he was pinging us on LinkedIn and again, giving us some kind words, which is very nice. Thank you, Luke. In fact, I was in a little Zoom call with Luke this morning, the product team, talking about HubSpot CMS and he's still going strong. So yeah, from episode one to even today, as we record this, Luke Summerfield been a great supporter and thank you for that. Yes. Thank you, Luke. And uh, we're looking forward to more goodness from HubSpot CMS. All right, Craig, now here's something really significant that's changed, and this is our resource of the week, and this is the Google algorithm changes. And wow, in the last four and a half years, how we've experienced change on search from the results we get to where we are. And even if I think about people ask me about SEO, I'm like, man, that landscape has changed a lot, hasn't it? Sure has. And I thought this was a nice way to finish out the show because Google, of course, has been around for so long. And look, if you want any other indicator of how significantly marketing has changed, just look at how much Google has prompted us to innovate. And here, at least, we just see the last couple of years of the Google algorithm changes, how they've changed. But it's not only the algorithm, it's the layout, it's the mobile-first approach lately. So I think that's a good bookend to the show in terms of how things have changed. And Craig, we can't finish without a quote of the week, can we? And this quote for episode 200 is from Bill Gates. And it says, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. Listeners, thank you for listening to us and joining us on this journey from episode 001 to now 200. We just want to say thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And as we do the next 200, 
there'll be many more things coming in. We will be just like HubSpot becoming a platform. I'm sure we'll be changing things and bringing new things to you. And we've started doing video in this period. So have a look on YouTube and you will see some of the videos of us going through this episode. Well, Craig, any last words? I just want to thank you, Ian, for your constant smiling face and wise words and keeping me motivated with this podcast. Couldn't have done it without you. I've really appreciated all your help over the years. I'm looking forward to many more. Thank you, Craig. Same goes for you. It's been, and listeners, I think we've spoken about this before. We have, from being, I guess, strangers at the start to now being, I think we're, in my circle, you are one of the people I talk to almost on a daily basis about work, life, and all things HubSpot. So, so I just thank you. And, you know, thank you for being the person that you are and being a good sounding board, steady friend, and an all-round good guy. I think that's, 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 the, that's the bottom line at the end of the day, isn't it? Thanks, Ian. All right, listeners, we hope you have a great week and we look forward to doing many more episodes with you. Please share this episode, leave a comment, connect with us on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. And if you need help, like we've said before, please feel free to reach out to us and we will help you wherever we can. Well, Craig, until next time. Catch you later, Ian. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.